your hands, everybody, if you got what it takes. Cause I'm Curtis Blow, and I want you to know that these are the brakes. Brakes on a bus, brakes on a car, brakes to make you a superstar. Brakes to win and brakes to lose. But these here brakes rock your shoes, and these are the brakes. And the break is over. I'm Killian Sheridan, and welcome to the Sheriff Show with Lewis Capaldi, the number one football and Lewis Capaldi podcast in the world, may I add. Um, unfortunately, Lewis is touring at the moment, so I have I have spent a small fortune um, buying loads of his singles, hoping that he'd phone me up trying to get in touch with him but uh didn't work so he's um another week another week without him but we've got um Darren back again and this week the first first official guest I could say Darren's been more of a mainstay mainstay guest co-star uh so first official guest is James Gardner Welcome to the, the Sheriff Show with Lewis Capaldi, with Darren Connell, with James Gardner now. So thanks for coming on, eventually. I don't feel inferior to Lewis Capaldi. I just want to make that clear right now. I don't I don't see myself as a, as a sort of poor man's Lewis Capaldi. I, I feel very much actually that I, I probably usurp Capaldi in a lot of ways. So I didn't think the, the poor Lewis Capaldi, but kind of do now. I've went half Lewis Capaldi now. I don't like him anymore. Because uh, of this. I saw him one day, actually, nearly, he, he nearly didn't stop the car when I was crossing, and then I eyeballed the, the I don't know, I'm not going to name his vehicle, but I did eyeball the vehicle because I thought it was a woman. So I was kind of sort of throwing my weight about, and then I realised it was him, and, uh, you know, I kind of changed my tune, and, and I sort of smiled at him and waved six or seven times. And, you know... I wish I hadn't now, just because of the way he's conducted himself. Yeah. Do you think um, he could beat you up if he jumped out his car? Do you think he would have took you? I think if he jumped out his car, he'd have broken his ankle because it was that high up. Yeah. Okay. This is my this is my podcast co-host, so <laughs> careful what you're saying about him, right? I want him to know that I have his back all the time. <laughs> I want the people ganging up on him. Sorry, um, sorry, Lewis. I forgot to say shout out to Curtis Blow for the intro song today, um, The Breaks. And also shout out to Paul for the new shout out graphics. I really liked those in the, the last episode. A bit of a shout out inception kind of thing going on. Um, so James, uh, I've... I've written down here, I didn't know how to introduce, so I had like, I, had, I started off with aspiring comedian budding, but it's past that. Then I was like, breakthrough comedian, and I was like, just comedian. I think when you, when you, which would you prefer? I don't know. Only when, those three options. Just comedian? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when you, when you, when you sort of, when you were in the first team of, you know, 
many teams that you played for, did you prefer breakthrough footballer or mate? Because, you know, like Darren's now a mainstay. And I always feel that that's like the, you know, the language used for a sort of a midfield, you know, a midfielder is just, that's, he's a mainstay, you know. I think breakthrough is the best because then you've always got chance of better future. things. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to ever be, I suppose football's different. You don't want to be journeyman. You don't want to be a journeyman comedian, I don't think, do you? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think so. I, I, would, I mean, journeyman is actually, I would love to be a journeyman <laughs> because I think you've bean just... Pole. You, a beanpole comedian. <laughs> you're just, you've just got that. You're like the oak tree. You've just got so many rings. You just cut through the middle. There's just about 800 rings. So yeah, there. I mean, a, a journeyman boxer is actually... You need to be pretty durable and... and well cultured, you know, because you, you got to take a fight at the last minute quite often, and you've got to go in there knowing you're kind of going to get battered, yeah, but not battered that badly that you can't fight in a fortnight. So, yeah, a, a journeyman boxer, you know, for me, quite aspirational. I'd take that as well. Well, like here if, we batter people vocally. Well, if Luis Capaldi stopped me at traffic lights and he jumped it to me. It would have ended differently from waving at him. Let's put, just finish it. At that. What if he What if he jumps out, Darren? Fucking sorry, I've haven't been able to make any of them. Then that's cool. But if he wants to go, then I, I, I'm a John. I've had two hundred street fights, so record. <laughs> uh, two hundred no. <laughs> oh, and two hundred or two hundred no. Uh, I get beat two hundred. Okay. Oh, and 200. Yeah, thank you. Um, James, we were just talking about it beforehand. You're, I'm going to say this, we're so big now that you've come on here to promote Gardener's World. Yeah. That's the level we're at now. Yes. Yeah. We're being used. Yeah, yeah. Not, not the BBC, Gardener's World, I hasten to add as well, just in case there's any horticultural. G-A-R-D-N-E-R-S. Not gardeners. Yeah. Ga gardeners, there's only one E in gardener. So, you know, just some people say, you say that to people, you say there's only one E in gardener. And you can see their head going, what? Aye. <laughs> they spell gardener with one E. And you have to do that thing. You go, it's actually gardener. 18th of March. 18th of March. Get your ticket. Tenants, bar, basement. How much a ticket? £7.70. pence. I, I give the all-inclusive figure. I think that's important because... You know, Lewis isn't here today. It's like a hidden charge sometimes. You know, people people sometimes broadcast the headline and don't add, the, you know, the, the add-on. So £7.70. That's inclusive. That's not, and that's, what, fucking price of a pint of milk or something. Nowadays, I <laughs> Inflation. Aye. By the time Wednesday 18th comes around, inflation will have brought a part the price of a pint of milk. Seven seventy. Do you have money on you just now? Like cash? <laughs> I thought you might have a bet on myself. <laughs> you like stuck money in yourself. Cash in your wallet. <laughs> this, is because, this is taking a threatening turn. Lad. Are you going to geese your jacket? Is that what you're going to say? Do you remember the, 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 the threatening undertone of somebody asking you when you walked through an area that wasn't yours? Where are you fae? And you'd be like, that bit. And then they would say, geese your jacket. 
No, well, I didn't. I'm fair though, that bit. <laughs> so when you said, have you got money on you? My first instinct was, am I getting robbed here? <laughs> I Is didn't grow a... up in any areas. I just grew up in an area, a big area. Yeah. A farm? No, country. <clears throat> I mean, those fields beside me and around me, but. That was a callback to no a previous farmer. episode I was yeah, sheep, talking about. Yeah, yeah. I never meant to be offensive there, I'm sorry. All right. Um, I did write down here to ask, I was going to ask the both of you about, because, well, it kind of goes back to how I was introducing you. I was going to say, like, kind of, that you've gone beyond starting out in comedy. I was going to ask you, two of you, about your starting out in comedy. Who would you like to ask first? It could have just been an open discussion. <clears throat> you go first. You're the guest. Because, sorry, different would have started out at different times. Are you peacocking there? Is that what that is? Are you, are you, are you the guest, wee man? Just, you, is that... Am I, <laughs> no, I've been... That's asked, thrown me right off. Have you got money? I'm, I'm still trying to re-establish re my dominance. You didn't oh, answer it. I was, sorry, just, I I was curious if he had cash in his wallet. I don't need cash. <laughs> I was just... It's a cashless... We live in a cashless society. I was just like, when's the last time you've seen a fiver? Do, do you know I do have cash, but I have a... I have a don't have a wallet because as you say it is a cashless or heading to so i've got one of those card holders but you can just about slip a couple of emergency tenors right 20 if you're doing well if you want to bet the world cup right um you can fold them up but what's really funny is you regular you, listener you pull it nice. you, yes nice. you pull it out and it looks like an accordion you know what i mean so people there's that stigma is it a rolled up tenor no, no this is just like it's been folded into about eight pieces so yeah. I've got some, so sometimes I surprise myself, you know. Okay. Seems to be a lot more people in Glasgow with cash. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know you get asked that a lot more here, cash or card. Um, it's, the, it's the shops that you get in certain bars that still just have plat stuck on the door, cash only. Sorry, the card machine's broken. Mostly barbers as well. <laughs> so James, this is a question we ask every guest here. Um... Where'd you get your hairstyle? I got mine uh, from, I think, an early, it was an early inception of Elvis. I used to have a, a very pronounced cow's lick. Okay. Um, so, and, and I used to get called chip pan heat uh, because I used to wear a lot of gel. I mean, I was only seven or eight at the time. Um, and it's only now that I'm rapidly losing my hair that I'm, desperately clinging on to the notion of a of a side shed sort of i mean i don't think it's a cow's like anymore i mean i think i think the cow i mean it's a bit of ox tongue or something like that i don't know now a lot of people will probably think that was a strange question all my irish viewers and listeners will be pissing themselves at that question i'll show you the video after it's okay it's a good one it was one of those you had to be there <laughs> Uh, right, so we can get back to my um, starting out in comedy for the two of you. <laughs> right, okay. Uh, and I'll I'll be the moderator. So, James, you can go first. Okay. Um, I was I was living in London at the time, um, and I was presenting uh, on the shopping channels. So that was that was my that was my job, my job, um, which which was probably quite a big joke. Um, because it was just wild the stuff that you had to sell and uh, somebody uh, that I lived with at the time had a friend who used to come over and he said 
you should do this stand-up comedy course. Um, so it was with a guy called Logan Murray. If you heard of Logan, so it was in it was in London. It was over like maybe eight or ten weeks. You you met up and did sort of warm up exercises and little sort of tasks, and then it graduated uh, with a like a, a a showcase. You got to do ten minutes uh, at the end of it. So that's how I started out. But I then uh, decided that once I'd done that gig, I did my first couple of sort of open mics in London, and then thought the best way to follow that up was to wait ten years. Long game, long game. Like yep. it. Wait 10 years, move back to Glasgow, get a feel for Glasgow for another sort of five years. So, was, you know, so like overall, I can say there was like a, there was like a 10 year gap. And then, and then, um, and then I finally took the plunge to do an open. I mean, I think it basically I had a break. No, I think I, I basically had a breakdown. Uh, or can my job. you call them a breakthrough? Yeah, breakthrough. Yeah. So quit my job, sold my flat. Moved in with a friend of mine and thought, well, I've nothing left. Why not? Why not try? Uh, why not try comedy? And that's uh, that's that's how it happened. So, um, like I say, the long game, playing the long game, timing, comedic timing. <laughs> <laughs> I had a breakdown as well, and that's why I've done comedy. My first gig was when I was eighteen. <coughs> I went to television production and sound recording. I had a breakdown and then uh, someone in the course told us you should try stand-up comedy and I went and did a red raw and I was pure shite and I never did that again until I was like 24 and then I started doing it, a couple of gigs here and there, dropping in and out and then I just... I did it one night and I was, I was like, I kept doing it and I was, I was, I wasn't funny. And I, I went there one night and I was like, if I get a laugh, I'll, I'll pursue it in a more professional way. Comedy courses and stuff. And I got a laugh and I stuck with it when I was like 26 onwards. I never knew that was a thing, comedy courses. Yeah. Is it I something mean, like most comedians would do? I mean, a lot of them are shite. I mean, back in the day comedians when you... Are courses both <laughs> it's shite comedians doing courses yes taking like yeah. hosting them aye so the one yeah. i went to i was like oh this guy's fucking amazing but looking back i'm like do you know it's the same with presenting like i always wanted to be a tv presenter and whenever you saw anyone like on television you just thought they were they were great and i always remember when i started at satanta as a on the production side as an assistant producer I remember watching one of the guys who was presenting the club channels, you know, the Celtic Rangers TV, and thinking, he's amazing. And then pe people were like, producers were like, mate, he's really, really bad. And then once you know what you're looking at, you go, oh yeah, he is terrible. And it's maybe the same thing when, when you see somebody doing a course or leading something, you think, oh wow, they're so amazing. And then yeah. you go, what was I doing? I was giving that guy money. Yeah. Is it the first thing you're thought in presenting? Do that hand gesture. <laughs> do, do you know the, yeah, the, what I find really funny about uh, presenting, right, is it's such a lot of shit that you're not allowed to do this with your hands. They're like, you've got to hold your hands like you're at a communion. You know, you've got to hold your hands together and you're walking along the road and it's like, you know, the feedback, you'd be looking for feedback and they'd be like, yeah, don't do that with your hands. And it's because they don't really know anything else. I thought it was the other way. I thought like, hand gestures and that was 
No, they tell you. They tell you to. They, they tell you to sort of keep your hands together and, like you see, when you watch news presenters, they'll maybe very rarely sort of you know do that that gesture that you're talking yeah. about. But it's it's very slight, and it's you kind of go. But why? And I, I'm hugely, uh, you know, exaggerative with uh, with my my arms, you know, real gesticulator. But my older brothers get said for audio listeners, <laughs> James is moving his hands crazy right now. <laughs> good, that's good accessibility. <laughs> but my my brother's disabled. He's got cerebral palsy, and we communicate. He communicates through his eyes, so he looks up for yes and down for no. So he understands what you're saying, but you have to. We have to figure out what he's telling us, but and he just points with his eyes, and it's kind of like close, like a game of charades. Right? Sometimes you are like, for fuck's sake, oh, I don't know what it is. Yeah. And he's in his wheelchair and like that. Yeah, <laughs> his eyes up to the ceiling. Yes, you do know what it is, and then he'll look at his down there, and that's him calling you a wanker, or he's looking at his fingers and telling you to fuck off. <laughs> and so, so like we're very, we're very expressive. So like when I talk, I'm all, all over the place, and people are just like, are you, are you okay? Are you mentally ill? You don't need to edit that out because I'm watching. Yeah. But yeah. So sorry, the, the hand gestures. I know it's the correct term. Yeah, I was just scared that the comedian would have seen ah, it and okay. I would have got attacked. But I'm all right. Fuck it. Bring it. I just square good loose Capaldi. Make, so. make it one and 201. <laughs> <laughs> Get that first victory under the belt. Yeah. What age is your brother? My brother is born 1976, so he's... 47, I think now, 47. Yeah. He lives around the corner, so my plan was to go and see him tonight and then come round here afterwards, but now we'll reverse those plans. Hmm. So, just gave up that you were late there to the public. I think you just gave now up, we, I was like... <laughs> <laughs> no, we won't put that in, we won't put that in. Although I think I might have alluded to it at the start. I, th I think, listen, you've got to own, you've got to... Got all these things, these contrite apologies that you get these days, where they they kind of apologise and then unapologise in the next. I sentence. gave one to you yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm still sore with that, by the way. Still sore. Um, how was your Christmas and New Year? Can we still talk about that now? <clears throat> it's your podcast, Statue of Limitations. Christmas and New Year, too much. A. Uh, we went down to the Peak District because we're big Happy Valley fans, so we, we wanted to go down and soak up the atmosphere of, of the show. I mean, of the what? Of the Happy Valley. You not seen Happy Valley? No. Oh, great, great, great TV show. Very big at the moment. Um, It's not why we went to the Peak District. It's just my girlfriend's family from Somerset, and the Peak District is the middle ground between Glasgow and... So that's it. So we, we went there for Christmas, which is, which is quite nice. You were away for like four months or something, weren't you? Did I just give information away there? Well, it's in case the Department of Health and uh, Working Pensions are 30 frozen. days, I mean. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I, was, I was away for 28 days. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we were in, um, we were in Portugal. Um, we took, we drove there with the dog. All right, cool. Specifically drove uh, drive, yeah. to, to take, to accommodate the dog. I, as now you do most things in life for your pet, basically. Um, I feel like I need to apologise to you. I had you booked for a gig and I fucked it. No, that's okay, because I, I actually didn't realise that that was the gig that was cancelled and I had started getting um, 
anxieties. I thought, what if they think I've knackered the boiler at the stand? <laughs> I've burst the pipes because. Oh, it was that time. Yes. yes. Oh, yeah. okay. You, you know, I've got. I, I can honestly, I can explain where I was that night. <laughs> yeah. Apologies, what I'll get no, you in for one, but I'll no get problem. you in, mate. I'm just like openly apologising to you. There's a lot of healing going on in this podcast. I mean, if (laughs) Wayne Lewis comes on, the only thing is we probably we probably just need to clear the air with with him. More you need to clear the air with Lewis. I I think I'm okay. I just I'm a bit sort of reticent that that I wave too 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 often. It'll Um, be more of an intervention for him when he comes in. Yeah, about his promise keeping and timekeeping. Yeah. I I was just going to say for my Christmas and New Year, I went home and I played in a charity match. And I can say that now because I didn't get injured or anything. I was like, if I get injured, in it, I, I did not take part in it. I feel bad that we didn't ask you about your plans. I mean, I didn't want to overstep the mark. I don't want to guest. I don't one of those things where I'm asking a question just to say my own story. No, I feel like a dick now. I'm sorry. Why? Because basically that's why you asked that and we never asked back. But I mean, I would have got I back mean, to I mean, I started to apologise to him about a <laughs> Just so self-absorbed. Yeah, I did this. Um, I would have got back to He's talking shit about a dog and I'm talking about boilers at the stand. I was just thinking about my charity so, match the whole time, not listening who to Who was playing in the charity match? Uh, so it was, it's a thing to do every year and it's it's for charity, obviously. It's uh was it the annual charity match? The the annual charity match called the Opera Cup. And it used to in its first few I think it's maybe in its sixth or seventh year now. It was my first time going to it. And originally they called it the Michael Chopra Cup. Okay. But I've had to rename it <coughs> for obvious reasons that I don't think they wanted it to be associated with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's now called the Opera Cup uh, and I seven aside it was about what was it 15 minutes a half we were losing 3-0 at half time or was it 2-0 at half time and my theme wasn't it was like very it's been a long time since I've been involved in like fives where like in the team group there was in the WhatsApp group, there was like, on the day of it, does anyone have a spare pair of size 10 boots? I don't have this, I don't have that. And I was like, oh, well, this is what I'm, this is my team. And then I, I realized in the first half, like we were far, the other team was far superior to us. And it wasn't until afterwards where I found out that they had like three or four guys who played county football, county Gaelic football, who would be as fit as me, if not maybe fitter, like goods sportsman good at football really good actually at soccer and losing 2-0 at halftime and I was thinking there's potential here that I leave a charity match without scoring a goal in like seven aside and I have to go back and I won't be able to tell anyone that this happened so luckily we lost 3-2 I went on and scored two goals and um, trying to get those goals down as official stats on my wikipedia this season um, like Romario so that was yeah, yeah. <laughs> Romario <laughs> phantom thousand goals and uh, so that was my Christmas and then my new year was pretty quiet over here because we had a game um, on the second so I didn't do anything and then that was it do you find that um, 
It's funny because, like, obviously, most people in Glasgow will know or have a couple of friends that have played sort of professional senior football. And I always remember taking the guys to play in like amateur teams. I mean, you, you would expect so much of them. Like, I would take, you know, my mate Chick or my mate Chick, yeah. great football player, and I think he was playing for 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 Albion Rovers at the time. You would take him. And we took him to a seven aside tournament once, and I was just like, why have we not won? Why did you not score eight? It goes, but there was like so many rubbish players on the pitch. It it kind of it can it can drag you down a, a level, you know. And just really, you know, people would say I expected more from your pal, and you'd be like, hey, there was nineteen other guys out there who were really. Who <laughs> That's were really exactly bad. how I felt. That's exactly <laughs> how I felt, and I could feel it. Like, I think these are actually expecting me to score like four or five goals here, mm-hmm. but I managed to kind of convinced them to give man of the match to the other team's goalkeeper which made me look a bit better best player on the pitch was the other team's goalkeeper yeah, a wee bit of finessing the yeah, point there. yeah yeah i mean i'll just get after the game Phew, that keeper was good by the way <laughs> every other <laughs> interview you were given like, <laughs> you, you know the downside of that seven aside match is and again because we used to play on a sunday up at the science park and it got to the point there were proper scouts coming on a sunday because Again, I think Scotty Field was playing for us, who was the captain Albion Rovers at the time. And I think there was like seven or eight boys playing senior. And uh, other players then thought they could obviously, and I was one of them. (laughs) I think, I play with my mates. They play pro on a Saturday. And you you thought that you could compete with them. So those opposing seven-a-side players will be like, Sheridan wasn't that good, by the way. (laughs) Like, I I think I could play. You know, that's what they'll think. You should maybe organise a, a another. I was, I was thinking all of that in the game. It's, <laughs> I was. It wasn't until like half time and the game was over. I was like, I was in. No, sorry, it was before the game, and I was like, shit. I've just signed up for a no win situation here. If I don't win and score like five or six goals, they were expecting that, and anything below that is going to be a little bit of a disappointment. Yeah. We, we organised a game at Satanta and I think I got shot level to play and I had a mate that had a Sunday team and uh, like we played them and uh, and I mean they humped us like a ah, proper, it was at the Furhill Complex for 11 asides and I felt really bad because obviously shot level was like a really good player and just was just playing with nonsense round about him you know <laughs> and they must have been he was terrible you know and like he's playing the Scottish Cup final and all that sort of stuff Last time I played sevens, I broke my ribs. Ooh. How? How'd you break your ribs playing sevens? I've never really been good at football. I've Sometimes I'm really fit, and then I'm really unfit. And my mate asked us to go and play indoors. And I was like, oh, I've not really lost that first game in about six years. And my balance was just awful. Like, every time I get the ball, I just fell. I scored a cu- I scored a couple of goals in the first ten minutes, and I was like this size. I was like, ah, I'm still fit. Twelve minutes, I was like drenched in sweat, struggling to breathe, and then I tripped, and I was like, my side doesn't feel right, and I broke my ribs. <laughs> what did you fall on? Over just, my feet. Or like floor? just falling on the ground and yeah. broke your ribs. Yep. Wow. Yep. Like full blown fucking Ooh. smashing into the hardwood. So. 
See when uh, scored two goals there. The green fuzzy balls you were playing with, and those <laughs> the big tennis balls. Yeah. Ball, yeah. <laughs> I saw my mates are kind of decent level, and they're like, right. "Mate, you're a fucking bomb scare, man." Going <laughs> goals. I'm like, "All right." Um, I played another boy. Obviously, yeah, we all know him now, Shane Duffy. We played for in one of the Ireland squads. There was a game organised against like a, <coughs> some players from the Irish league. <coughs> who were no sorry it was an amateur it was in like an all-ireland amateur team i think we played as a like just a friendly training match and they had this goalkeeper was like small little guy for a goalkeeper small had like shaggy hair they were kind of like laughing at him looking at him before the game thinking fucking look at the keeper like just throw in put in high balls on the keeper for corners next thing we get a corner ball comes in Shane Duffy goes to attack the ball. Goalkeeper comes out, smashed him right in the ribs. And I don't know if you know this story about like about this happening, no? No. So he's ended up having to go to hospital, like seriously I'm injured. Is, are you talking in, about Shane Duffy got injured? Or? Shane Duffy. Shane Duffy, yeah. Oh, really? I thought I was giving you atomic, a, a comic turn there by asking, like, so Shane Duffy got smashed by the Shane little Duffy got smashed. The keepers come out whatever way he's got him. His knees or I think it was his knees or his whole body just fucking cannonballed into him. And ambulance. Luckily, I think the ambulance was there or was there really quickly. Uh, punctured his ribs, punctured his lung, and he like lost more than a pint of blood or something, or lost like a scary amount of blood. But was like touch and go on staying alive. And then it took him like. I think it took him, I'm sure he said like two years or something before he got back because he was, he'd lost so much weight and stuff. Holy fuck. So that was, yeah, that was when you said about breaking your ribs playing football. That's, that was my ex secondhand experience of it. Yeah, I, d I just tripped over my penny blacks. <laughs> <laughs> um, was the keeper good in general, apart from that? Uh, I scored a goal, so not great. <laughs> <laughs> Um, fucking hell, got sidetracked there from the Opera Cup. I was going to move on to New Year's resolutions. <laughs> I'm not meant to say that these days. That's that that's been outlawed. What? Well, if you say resolutions, you're you're setting yourself a, a pressure that you then, um, you might have a negative effect if you don't meet them. You know. So apparently, the, the best thing to do is call them New Year's intentions. New Year's intentions, guys. Yeah. We're all about negativity here. So back to New Year's Those resolutions. Back, <laughs> to New Year's, <laughs> back to New Year's resolutions. <clears throat> or intentions. Whatever you want to call them. Did you make any? Me first. You first. Um, I sent myself silly ones like kind of don't eat bread and stuff. I've I've not got like <laughs> massive goals in life. Like, <laughs> how did your Christmas diet go, by the way? Stuck to it throughout Christmas. Yep, but then I ruined it in like the third of January. So I'm kind of off bread and stuff right now, and my Christmas dinner I never had carbs, and then you know the hardest day of the year that you're supposed to eat healthy. I ate healthy. Uh, when you can eat whatever you want. Mm -hmm. And then I fucked it in the 3rd of January and I had like a box of celebrations. But were you not dieting so you could then like gorge on Christmas Day? <laughs> yeah, but I, I just stuck to it. Okay. I was feeling good and 
I was like, yeah. I've read that that's, and I've done it myself with loads of different things. That's, I'm very extreme, too extreme. I'll go from one extreme to the other. So I'll go, right, that's it. I'm not going to, I'm going to exercise. I'll, I'll run 50 miles this week rather than just saying, why don't you just go running maybe three times and that'll be enough. And it's the same apparently with creating these almost like big targets because once you miss them, it's just self-loathing. So you just go, oh, well, I fucked it now. I might as well just eat with it, that whole bag of Maltesers. So um, <clears throat> my resolutions and intentions were, as always every year, to, to read more books. I read loads of newspapers, but I don't read books. I think I said to my girlfriend when I met her, yeah, I, I, I read a lot of books, right? I mean, I have read a lot of books, but she's like, since I've met you, three years i've not seen you read one book <laughs> so I, I wrote down like for me like it's funny because she asked me what my ones were so she'd like written stuff down for us as a couple and me it was like headline red rock the stand <laughs> sell out my glasgow comedy festival show <laughs> they're all really selfish <laughs> selfish targets so they should be so they should be that's what i mean so i was like oh i never i never thought about that um so yeah, I set myself a pretty easy target and it was to open more letters. I'm terrible. <laughs> I patch letters as soon as I come in the door. Nah, nah. Until I get like, until I see the little yeah. reds. That's a footballer's call. Until I see the little yeah. red letter inside. I'm like, okay, this is serious. Yeah. yeah. That's a footballer's curse also. Like I, I have known a lot of football players through first and second hand stories who, who just famously do not open anything yeah. footballers that, that have six and seven cars still in it they've all got terrible credit because they're just like all oh, right you know what do you mean because they plausible they've deniability they've just changed their car <laughs> each time you know like, and i always I always remember sorry to keep sidetracking but i think it you know this needs to take place on the, the sheriff show with Louis capaldi um, in absentia um is that when Nacho Novo was at Dundee, Jim Duffy used to really complain that he couldn't get a hold of him, you know, and he'd be, Nacho, where are you? You know, and always, he'd always have a different number. Each week he'd have a different number. And he was getting really pissed off. So, you know, it just kept Nacho, barely spoke any English, handing over this phone to Duffy, and he's saying, that's not a number I've got for you. Um, and basically it turned out that Nacho would be going into the orange shop, obviously, um, in Dundee, <laughs> and been still going, phone no working, and they'd just been like, yeah, yeah, no, you need a new phone. And they'd basically been selling him a new phone every week <laughs> instead of giving the guy a credit, you know, a, a top-up card. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and Duff's had to go into just the... stitching him up. Yeah, absolutely. So Duff's had to go into the shop and was like, if, he's, if you sell him another phone, I'm going to come down here and deal with every one of you personally. <laughs> Yeah, that would never happen. Either. See, along with that, with the New Year's resolutions and our intentions and stuff, uh, it was, it was coming into my head there one day when I was in the gym. And I was saying, it would be such a bad thing if you just kept everyone you met in the gym or like started chanting in the gym and you just kept saying to them, oh, you New Year's, New Year's resolution. It's such a passive aggressive thing to say to people. I think it, it, it would be good. I would like to say it specifically to the people. The people who are always in the gym. Yeah, specifically to the ones who've been doing that thing, of which my girlfriend has been one. I've been meaning to pull her up on this, so 
you know, if she watches the sheriff shows, you know, um, is the people that go, you know, you know, they're never here. You know, the ones that are complaining oh, yeah, that they're yeah, here. Yeah, are you, yeah. Right, mate. You go to the gym. We get it. We get yeah. it. <clears throat> so I think, yeah, that'd be a really good one. Just to go to regular gym goers. Oh, you just started back. New Year's. Well done. <laughs> go you. Hope to see you here in July. It would be a horrible thing to say to people. Yeah. It would be. Um, little merch update, by the way. Could be coming soon. Contacted the supplier. In talks. Scottish made. No child labor. I think... Um, as far as I'm aware. I, yeah, I've been really um, enjoying my subscription to the Anonymous Landlord. I think it's a good service. Excellent service. Well, may have just outed yourself as a landlord. <laughs> <coughs> I'm an aspirational <laughs> landlord. An aspirational landlord. So obviously as part of the subscription, you just, you know, I think it's that thing, visualize what you want first. So if, if you subscribe to the Anonymous Landlord, it's that thing, isn't it? The universe will provide. So You'll become a landlord. Well, th that's it. Um, gratitude, isn't it? You just... Um, manifestation that's you don't need to work for anything you just just manifest it that's yeah. it a slumlord manifest yeah. upping rent yeah with the anonymous landlord mm -hmm. i'm just going around asking people for for more actually just saying we're going to need to we're going to need to put the rates up on you <laughs> um so gonna the plan is now unfortunately obviously don't have it for today but i'm going to gift every guest with a with a t-shirt a sheriff designed the sheriff show t-shirt i think it'll be a nice little touch that's what i'll get the big names in mm. once they see one a poly a poly cotton mix or sort of vice course or what, what are you thinking 100 percent cotton 100 percent cotton um maybe with a hint of polyester <laughs> It's just because, you know, sometimes cotton loses its shape. So sometimes if you add in a, It'll a little quality. bit. Of... <clears throat> It'll be mm -hmm. quality. Quality made, quality printed, quality designed. Because I sometimes feel that, that, you know, rich cotton, you're sort of, you're creating a sort of an equity because people, you know, maybe can't afford to wash out and let it dry. Cotton takes a long time. So if there's, if there's man-made fibers in there, you've got sort of rapid dry and that might help some of us that are not. <laughs> You know, energy Here, bills. It'll look good. It'll look <laughs> good. Let's <laughs> Yeah. Like in a hundred years it will still be a t shirt. This is and we'll turning into a bit of a t shirt podcast there for a minute. Yeah. Is, it's gonna be top quality looking merchandise. <clears throat> which in turn monetization. Yeah. Like Baguette said. Shout out Baguettes by Brennan. Um I thought I'd do a little bit of football chat for once. Um, although yeah, I have, have kind of inadvertently spot, talked about football, but I was going to go and, and delve into some of the current football issues, current football chat issues. And one of the things is, and it's very, as you know, we're very big here on head trauma in football here at Sheriff Show HQ. And it's the head, I don't know if, if you'll have noticed from watching games but the head injury protocol needs to be addressed a little mm -hmm. so have you noticed players 
players now know if they hold their head, the game has stopped. Open to abuse. And it's being abused. So yeah, obviously it's going to be a matter of time before that rule is changed because we have a track record of changing laws here. Um, but I don't know if you've noticed that watching games. I, I have. Um, and I think it's, uh, you're, you're seeing that it's, it's a, it's a trend which is being imported from other leagues. I don't want to say other cultures, but I'm going to say other leagues where it's, it's more prominent. And I think we are now in the midst of a head trauma pandemic where people are, people are, the system's open to abuse. <clears throat> That's, you know, and, and I, I've got some ideas on how to mitigate that. How? What I think the players should start off with, um, you know, they've got the, the spray cans to mark out the free kicks. Yeah. I think there could be a, a temporary colouring for um, footballers pre-match and then when they go up for a header, so obviously that will come one colour and head knocks, other head knocks, you know, you actually just inspect the, the colouring on their hair. If you're bald, it won't work. So, I mean, that, that'll be, that'll eradicate the end of ball players. But I think, you know, we'll be able to sort of assess the, the magnitude of the impact of the head knock based on has the, the, the hair dye been sort of damaged, you know. I mean, I've thought this through <laughs> a lot more and without knowing that that question was coming as well. That's, <laughs> that's I don't want to say I'm going on Dragon's Den that's with it. But <clears throat> See, when you say other leaks, are you talking about Spain? <laughs> Italy? Let, let, let's just say that, you know, they're not in Scotland or England yeah. or Ireland or Wales, okay? Yeah. Everyone yeah. that I've seen doing it is either Scottish or English. I have no issue with diving, cheating. It all comes under the same umbrella. There's no difference. There's no difference to me in diving to win a foul and claiming for a throw-in that you know is not your throw-in. Both you're trying to cheat the referee. Yeah. I've said that loads of times, that diving gets a bad rap when... The amount of times you see someone kick the ball out of play and then they'll claim for a throw-in or a goal kick or a corner. When they know, when they know it's not. That's cheating. But yeah. that gets applauded. I'm sick of it. More diving. <laughs> yeah, that diving's the most honest form of cheating. And Killian Sheridan booked for diving in the first uh, five minutes. Yeah. Um, I'm probably trying to do a TikTok video. I don't know, maybe... Yeah, I think I, I've, so. I'm a bit embittered about it because obviously Killen's just done 2.3 million straight away. First first video and it's it's, it's left a bitter taste of my mouth. 3.1. But it's that's neither here nor there. The, la the, the most recent one started off positively but it's hovering around 400,000. I was hoping you were just going to finish and just say 400 and my self-esteem was going to take a huge boost. But yeah. now you said 400,000. Well, yours has millions. Yours has millions. No, it's not. That's kind of. Thank you. Thank you for saying that. No. I don't really use TikTok. I don't. I mean, I've had a couple of good. I've had a couple of videos that are like 50 to 100,000 and stuff, but nothing. But I mean, when, the mo when they all add up. <coughs> 
again, that's very kind of you to think of that, but no. No. <laughs> no. I'm hum- I'm touched. Just under millions. Yeah, okay. Let's we do can that. Say that huh? Yeah, 120,000 <laughs> <laughs> over the course of that. I mean, technically videos. that's under millions. Yeah. I was going to do just said yes. I was going <laughs> to <laughs> I was going to do one about Tesla cars. And just bad mouse Tesla cars. Yeah. I don't think you need to just but I mean I think they are I think they're evil anyway just give up some i'm presuming they're probably fake facts i mean it would be incredible if i made up some facts and they proved to be true but <laughs> okay so do you want us to stay quiet i don't know will i i don't know if it'll work i can try it and uh i don't know i mean there's only one way to find they're not all going to be hits are they i was going to do facts about tesla cars they lose value every year actually yeah. take the batteries take loads of water well the thing is it's make, not a battery it's a small child that's in there it's yeah. <laughs> um who would it be it would be a friend of mine i can't i can't work in a new place a friend of mine works at tesla and the mine works at tesla will i just do electric cars or tesla no i think tesla yeah because Elon Musk and all that, you'll get a couple of mm-hmm. incels. Tesla. Yeah. Tesla or Tesla? Tesla. 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 Um, so a friend of mine works at Tesla and he's pretty high up. And I was mentioning to him, like I was looking at getting a Tesla car or electric car. And he said, no, stay away, stay clear. Apparently... According to him, every year the battery life reduces by 10%. So say you take out after three or four years, your battery, whatever the range is, is going to be 40% less. The environmental part of it, each battery takes 10,000 gallons of water to make. And he said the AA, 30% of last year's AA roadsides, breakdowns or tesla cars so i'm staying well clear of tesla cars petrol head diesel head don't know will it work i think it'll annoy a lot of people <clears throat> yeah. maybe you could start saying that petrol is like more natural or something oh i missed the fucking best part of that one bastard can't get insured I did again. Can't get insured. Okay. Okay, so speaking about electric cars, my friend works at Tesla. It's quite high up. And he was telling me that every year the battery life loses 10%. So after three or four years, so say if you even had five year plan on it, your battery life is 50% less. Try selling that on. The other thing is insurers won't insure secondhand cars because they know the battery life goes down. AA last year said 30% of breakdowns they had were Tesla cars, not even just electric cars, Tesla cars. And the most frightening part of it all, you're laughed at for driving a Tesla. Maybe better. Maybe better. I don't know. We'll let TikTok decide. 
<laughs> we let the numbers decide. Nobody, he said, and actually, nobody at Tesla actually drive the, the, uh, the senior management team. None of them drive Teslas. Oh. <laughs> do that. You should have said the yeah. Should have said the guy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we actually saw Elon Musk revving his car outside. <laughs> That's your pal that works there. Uh, <clears throat> I don't want to give you the name away, right? But it's like if you got a gift set, right? He would be one of the fragrances that you would get. Aye. So I was going to do, I was going to file this under the miscellaneous. Um, I guess the whole thing is miscellaneous, really. But this last part was uh, something I thought about as I was scrolling through Netflix, trying to find something to watch. And I realized it almost becomes an activity in itself. Spending time just looking through Netflix and you end up not watching anything and then it's like fucking half an hour gone. I quite like that. I I actually, I, I probably have to say that I, I enjoy that more than a lot of Netflix movies. Um, I particularly get... Oh, <laughs> oh jeezy peeps, man. <laughs> <laughs> We'd never get a job on Match of the Day. <laughs> Couldn't keep it together. <laughs> I forgot to do that earlier. No, no one will see that because no one will be still watching. <laughs> uh, sorry, but you do well, enjoy doing the same thing. I, I enjoy, I enjoy, I, I enjoy Netflix often, but um, I think it's a bit like when, not that I'm on dating apps um, anymore, obviously, but... It's a bit like when people change their profile picture. You think, oh my God, I've come across a new match. You're like, oh, it's the same person. They've just updated their photos. Is when Netflix put new cover photos on their thumbnails. So you think, oh, that's like, what's that? What's that? that looks amazing. You go, oh, it's the Untouchables, but they've just not, they've just, just not shown Connor was, on the front now, you know? I didn't know that was a thing. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. But Prime's bad for it, actually. Darren and I have... Uh, Exchanged numerous voice notes basically over films in the past. But one of the things, so I, I knew that he would know that, but Netflix are really bad for it. So what they do is to refresh the library, they, they will change the thumbnails and even the, the sort of font of films. So they'll kind of basically give it, it's like a glow up basically, isn't it? They're, they're basically catfishing their own titles. Yeah. Right. I think it's time to, to wrap it up. And like always, well done if you've managed to stay. You would have got rewarded for staying till the end there. Um, so thanks for tuning in or listening, watching, whatever. Even if you just stuck it on for a second and gave me the view, appreciate it. Uh, and thanks, James, for coming on. Enjoyed Thank it. You. Darren, thanks as always. Thank you. Lewis, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. I'll... Won't let them slander you. Thanks, Paul, as well, for hosting Green Room Studios. Thank you, everyone. Goodbye. <laughs>